0: Welcome to November's Ocean Media Podcast with me, Gary Brown. This podcast is supported by All That Sea Magazine, of which I'm the editor, and Budget Marine. And I'll have more news about Budget Marine later on in the show. On this podcast, which is in three parts, we sail on the West Indian workboat Tradition, which is based on the island of Anguilla, and I take the helm. Then we talk to Sir Robbie Ferran about a new race in St. Martin. This is a race with a difference. Instead of the yacht starting in the traditional way, and by that I mean crossing the start line and beating to windward, in this race the boats line up at anchor with just one person on the deck and the crew below. When the gun goes off, then the person on the foredeck must pull the anchor and the fun begins. It sounds like a recipe for chaos. In the final part of the podcast we go back aboard tradition, and talk to first mate Debbie about what it takes to run a successful day charter boat and what you can expect should you be in Anguilla and charter tradition for a day. So without further fuss, let's go sailing with Captain Laurie aboard the West Indian workboat Tradition. Down below on tradition, oh, down on the floorboards, and I'm sure you can hear the prop shaft. So, the, the sound the skipper likes to hear means that the boat's moving well. can lock that prop shaft actually, and that probably would give us some extra speed, but he, he's very cautious and worried, especially when other boats are around. This boat is a big beast, it's a lump of a boat. Huge gaff main and very very difficult to manoeuvre you can really get a feel of what it must have been like running cargo with these boats with a couple of crew it must have been tough bringing this boat around, getting it to jibe and to tack is very 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 hard work it's not like a modern boat where you just throw the tiller over and round you go this boat, you force that tiller across and no matter what you do with the sails how you ease the sails easing that main, that main's got so much power in it it's very 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 commanding now, most unusual at the start of this race, and this is typical of Anguilla. The two traditional West Indian workboats taking part in this exhibition. When we got to the start, whoa, we're heeling right over. And I'm sliding, wow, wow. This is like, uh, like racing on a melges. <laughs> and in fact, I have actually been hiking out on the on the windward rail on this great big this West Indian workboat. Now, where was that? Yeah, um, at the start of the race, we got within the one minute sequence, and the skipper was not happy with the uh, other boats around him that started before us, the cruising boats, the Spinnaker-class boats. And he called the race committee and said, look, guys, we're going to be rounding that mark on starboard and we're going to be meeting all those boats who are rounding it on port because they're taking a different course. And I really think, for safety's sake, we should delay the start for the work boats. And, of course, the committee agreed. So uh, they postponed the start for three or four minutes and the, sk- and the skipper gave away... A commanding lead, he was absolutely in the dominant position at the start, but he just uh, decided no, it's not safe to be chucking this great big lump of a boat around the mark amongst the spinnaker boats and the lighter boats. And then, because we lost the lead at the start, when we did start, the other boat taking part, he slowed down, jogged around a little bit so that we could catch up, then we could start racing side by side real gentlemanly behaviour from these guys, something you don't see often on the race course, but certainly you see it here in the Anguilla Regatta with these lovely old West Indian workboats I'm lying flat on my back now down here on the floor inside the cabin and I'm looking up at the timbers over my head and the main beams the deck beams are absolutely huge and that's why you wouldn't want to mix it up with one of these boats and that's why the guys who sail these boats are very, very cautious around other vessels. Right, I better go up top again. It's getting awful hot down here. And there's been one casualty today, and that's my hat. My favourite sailing hat. I had the strap under my chin, but I must have caught it when I was working the running backstage. And that's now on its way to Europe. Skipper, how are we doing so far? Disturbing you now, I know you're concentrating. That's alright. Just tell us how, how we, are you hanging on to that tiller like for dear life? It's a huge chunk of a tiller, but uh, like you said earlier, that that tiller we can't overpower that big mainsail. But how are we doing?
1: Uh, I think we're doing well. We sort of uh, found our groove. We seem to be catching up a little bit. Although Alexis has a, a great ability to go to windward, um, but uh, I, I think we're doing all right. <laughs> I'm breaking out the oars in a second, mind you. And what about this crew? We've
0: got a young crew with us, and one of the guys back there he's a hotshot sailor. Likes to sail on race boats and.
1: We're very lucky to have as our main sheet trimmer today, Julian Ferron, uh, who has lots of experience in both modern yachts, uh, multi-hull, um, dinghy sailing, uh, and, uh, and some classics. I believe he's done some dragons in Antigua as well, so we're very happy to have him. We've got our regular crew, um, Chris Orchard, who's also our chief mechanic, Brennan, who's, who's uh, our head steward, <laughs> Nick, who are, who's our new deckhand, and Debbie, who's uh, my first mate and best mate.
0: And of course, you've got the press on board, which is always good. First time I've ever had to hike out on a West Indian workboat. I never thought I'd see the day.
1: We thought that's why you went below.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I get out of the way as often as I can, because often I'm in the way. But such a lot of strain on everything, Laurie, I'm absolutely amazed at the power. And we're talking here about no Kevlar or Spectra. We're talking about ropes doing the job and big wooden blocks and dead eyes and lanyards like the way it used to be and like the way it should be on these West Indian workboats. But... So much power and everything. I mean, you can imagine what it was like carrying cargo at the end of the trip. Boy, these guys are sailing these boats, and they are got to offload
1: the cargo, load up again and, and move on. What a hard life. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not an easy life for these guys. Uh, no, no easy life at all. There are no winches on board, as you may have noticed. And being a gaff rig, it doesn't allow the boats to go very well to windward, but it does allow them to sail up and down the Caribbean on their trading routes very handily. Uh, this boat has been in service since 1978. Its primary run was between Carriaku and St And we had a lot of fun up in St. Bart last weekend at the West Indies Regatta up there, which which is a workboat regatta specifically designed around these boats. And that was a fantastic scene as well. We're lucky here today. The wind uh, forecast was supposed to be a lot lighter. We've had a little squall come through, and this is giving us some wind, and that's helping us move.
0: So, Laurie, keeping the tradition alive, very important for you and the people here in Anguilla. You know, a lot of these islands now are appreciating the fact that these workboats are actually being built, if not being built being maintained, and they're out there on the water again, carrying on this tradition.
1: Well, actually, they are being built. Nevis is now talking about building another one. There's one being built in Tortola or Jos Van Dyke, and there are at least five being built right now in Windward and Carriacou itself. So there really is a resurgence in these boats, and, and they're finding a new life as, as toys, basically, rather, rather than working boats. Although, if you go down to the southern islands, there's still dozens and dozens of them in full-time work down there.
0: Laurie, I'll let you get on with it, and then I'll join you back there, up there on deck, because I'm sure you need my expertise on these running backfares.
1: on the the,
0: the Windward Rail. And there you heard Captain Laurie Gums of Tradition. How about that? What a day out. Since then I have done a lot more sailing on Tradition, including the West Indies regatta in St Bart's. And it's not just about sailing. As a guest on Tradition, you're expected to drink plenty of rum. We'll revisit Tradition after our next item... But first, let me tell you a little about Budget Marine. They're a Caribbean-wide chandlery with stores in Antigua, Aruba, Bonaire, Coruscant, Grenada, St Martin, French and Dutch side, St Thomas, Tortola and Trinidad. They stock everything you need for your boat, and their staff of experts are the friendliest around. Budget have just come out with their new catalogue, which is absolutely massive. And if you can't pick up a copy and you can download it as a PDF. Go to their website, www.budgetmarine.com. That's www.budgetmarine.com. Now, are you are looking for a good read? Caribbean Deep is the second thriller in the Caribbean series. Infiltrating a ring of human traffickers, two men join a ship smuggling hundreds of migrants towards the US. Shadowed by the Coast Guard, the smugglers prepare to throw their human cargo overboard. The infiltrators are there to stop them until law enforcement arrives on the scene. But one of the men is discovered, and the other joins forces with the damned. Packed with explosive action and electrifying twists, this book will keep you on edge to the final page. The book is available from Amazon Worldwide, and it will cost you the princely sum of $7.99. Currently, Caribbean Deep is only available as an e-book. The paperback edition is coming soon. If you hear some bumping going on during the podcast, we have a couple of cats chasing around, pushing the furniture everywhere. I think they're demanding to be fed. Right. Now we're gonna to talk to Sir Robbie Ferran about an exciting new race in St. Martin. Sir so Robbie, you are organizing or uh, putting together a new regatta, a new race that's always exciting. And this one in particular it's uh, it's caught my imagination. Tell me about it.
2: You know, years ago there used to be Antigua Sailing Week, and every every day they'd go to a different place and at that place when they arrived then the crews would uh, relax in the cockpits or sit on the beach and they would uh, have a drink and they'd tell each other how fantastically they'd sailed or how badly they'd sailed or how they'd been the victim of circumstances well you know our, our racing has changed but I'm going to put on a race where we sail to a location which is a wonderful spot nice and secluded and for St. Martin sailors they don't need it. Clear out. They don't need passports. They can still go home if their boat doesn't have accommodation. I'm going to create an event where we have that lime after the race. You know, that's what this race is about.
0: And where's it going to go from and to? It. I know it goes to answer myself, Is it a one-day race, a two-day race, three-day event? No, it's
2: just a two-day event. And first of all, we're taking the start. We're copying our famous event in Curacao. You know, one of the most biggest events in Curacao is the Budget Marine Challenge and it goes from uh, Spansivata to Folk, and it starts with an anchor start. So this will also start with an anchor start. You have the anchor down, and the crew are below decks, and then we blow the whistle, and then they can come up, pull up the anchor, and sail off.
0: Let's just talk about that a little bit, because that, to me, sounds a very difficult thing to do. How do you get the boats with the same length of anchor, get them all in a, li- in a line? How far apart are they are going to be? Isn't that, couldn't this lead to all sorts of complications,
2: I'm sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Uh, but um, I, I think, let's, how about us discussing that after the event? All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, if boats get damaged, you can always come into Budget Marine and buy new parts, is what you're saying. Um, the race will go from Simpson Bay?
2: Simpson Bay, yes. Yeah. Long Beach, uh, by character there, we'll put buoys out, you anchor inside those buoys, and then we blow the whistle, you pull up the anchor, your big, strong crew that you've got recruited ahead of time, and then you sail off around the buoy and off to Ans Marcel.
0: Now, what kind of
2: boats, Robbie, and what rating system? Um, any kind of boats. Preferably, if you've got CSA, you're going to be in the in the racing class. If you don't have a rating system, we'll we'll make a simplified solution for you. Um, we want everybody. It's big, fat, thin, racy, cruisy, not at all sailing. They're all. We're open. This is one of those races where it's a, it's it's a destination race. It's got to be fun. There'll be some guys who go desperately fast and there's others who will go less fast. And what's going to happen at Ans Marcel? But, but they're all going to be enjoying the lime afterwards at Anse Marcel. Right. And that's going to be fun and um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be that great after-race lime at Anse Marcel.
0: Is that going to be a show? Well, we're offering In the all marina. the
2: crews, the marina, by the way, the marina's been redeveloped there, so they're, they're wanting to make the point that they've got, you know, they're really upgrading their services and they're offering free dockage so everybody can come along now, it's going to be no water and electricity included you can just park and we'll just raft the boats up until they hit the other side of the little bay there in Marcel.
0: Now for our listeners who are not familiar with what liming is can you just tell us a little bit about liming
2: Liming is, is like hanging out and while you're hanging out you usually have a drink I, I'm, not a, I'm not a specialist on the word liming, obviously in Trinidadians are going to be better at that and they're better at liming too <laughs>
0: it's but. a very West Indian thing yes yes but I, I know it fits the bill here yeah. and Anse Marcel there's restaurants there Robbie you could have dinner there you yes could there'll be,
2: we'll have a restaurant uh, they'll be all lined up with a special price on dinner and uh, yes
0: it's a very attractive marina Anse Marcel it's one that not many people visit right so you'll be giving them some publicity too and know the entrance and the backdrop are very dramatic.
2: Yes, it's a wonderful spot. And, and uh, let me tell you, Gary, years and years ago one of the best events we ever had here and I go back a long way was at Anse Marseille where we had a prize giving that was absolutely sensational at the nightclub up the hill Le Privilege or something it was called and, you know, the French charm the Dutch organisation and together <laughs> it was magic. And one of the clever things the French did, I recall, was they had, in order to collect your prize, you had to a cross a, 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 a plank on a swimming pool, and uh, the, you know the rest was history. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> After but the liming, that would be yeah. quite spectacular. And then what happens on Sunday?
2: Sunday we do another anchor start in Anse Marcel, and we race back to Simpson Bay, and we have a little um, uh, lime at Lagunis Bistro,
0: which is uh, an, again it's another marina. It's inside the Simpson Bay lagoon, very calm. Nice place to have a lime, a restaurant and a bar. So you're putting all these places back on the map here, Robbie. What's, what's why? Why are you doing all this? So why, why another race? We have a packed calendar of races.
2: Absolutely, you're absolutely right. We got lots of races, and uh, but we haven't got that destination lime. You know, right. the one, the one that's always engaged people and created that fun-filled atmosphere. That's why we're doing it. I'm, you're absolutely right. The hot racing. Uh, there's, there's the, the people who like that. I'm one of them. But I also like that destination race. I know that it drives sailing, and that's my passion.
0: How far is it, Robbie, the course? Have you any idea?
2: No, but it's a, it's a nice downwind run, and then a long upwind, very interesting racing for the racers. And, and uh, of course, there'll be those who go in, and they'll score there, and there'll be others who say, oh, they got caught by the current, and they got bad luck.
0: Yeah, because so. crossing Marigot Bay, we all know, can be quite, um, quite an adventure, and you can win or lose a race right there.
2: There will be races lost and won there, that's for sure.
0: What's the race called, Robbie?
2: Budget Marine Challenge.
0: Simple as that. Yeah. And the prizes?
2: Oh, they'll be good. Budget Marine's got some prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry.
0: And how do you fancy your chances in this fancy new boat that you have?
2: Oh, I'm going to win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you always say that when we talk about races, you're always going to win. Well, we wish you a lot of luck with that, Robbie, we I mean, wish you a lot of luck with this regatta too because it's going to be really nice to see something different and uh, maybe get more people involved in sailing, Uh, people who wouldn't normally do it. If you offer a fun thing like this, although it's be serious at the same time, you might just get mum and dad and the kids out there on the water and I know that you've made it your mission in life to encourage people to go sailing and you've done so much for not just Caribbean sailing but uh, sailing in general. So you must be quite pleased about this.
2: Absolutely, and I, I, I know where to go. We've been having a great off-season series with the kids at sea. Gar he's a real mover and shaker, and we've had a lot of kids, many from Milton Peters College, joining us, and we're seeing we, the seeds are being sown, and we're going to see these seeds grow in this sort of event.
0: And, Robbie, what's the date of the first uh, challenge? 23rd
2: and 24th, or 24th and 25th of January 2016.
0: And it clashes with no other events locally? No, there'll be
2: a, a, a keelboat race on the week before, and there'll be a, a Caribbean 40 regatta in Marigot the week after.
0: And how do people? How can people get involved in this? Where do they go to uh, to sign up or to uh, look at the notice of race? Well, we'll
2: take anybody, so they don't have to worry. Right now, they've got to prepare their boats, plan their cruise, get the big guy to pull the anchor up, <laughs> get him ready, and uh, and just get their boats ready. And we'll be taking everybody the Friday night before at Lagunis Bistro. We'll have the Registration, it'll be a minimal registration fee, if anything. Um, so there's no complication, you don't have to do much before, just come
0: sailing. And that was Robbie Ferren talking about the Budget Marine Challenge. To find out more about the race or to take part, email Robbie Ferren at com. And that's Robbie.ferrand, I'll spell that for you R O B B I E dot Ferron F E W R O N at budgetmarine dot com. You're listening to the Ocean Media podcast, which is supported by Budget Marine and All at Sea, the Caribbean's favourite monthly waterfront magazine. All at Sea is distributed throughout the Caribbean basin, from the Panama Canal, the Southern and Northern Caribbean Island chain, the Bahamas, and South Florida. And you can pick up a copy at marinas. Boatyards, ship stores, yacht clubs, boaters' bars and marine service providers. You can also download the entire magazine for free as a PDF by going to our website, which is www.allatsea.net. And we have copies there going back several years, so you can download to your heart's content. In this month's edition, we take a look at sailing rallies to the Caribbean. That's the Ark, the Nark, the Salty Dog and the latest, the Odyssey. We also take a look at a brand-new superfast cruising catamaran built by Gold Coast Yachts in St Croix. Now, back to Anguilla and the West Indian workboat tradition. Here's Debbie Voss talking about chartering tradition in Anguilla. Deb, we're back after a wonderful day. Racing and sailing on board tradition. I just loved being able to steer the boat. Never had that opportunity before to drive one of these big West Indian workboats. Amazing thing to do. It's hard work, but what a beautiful boat she is. But now you tell me that you're going to put the boat into the charter trade, so why don't you tell me something about that? What exactly have you got planned for tradition?
3: Well, we've got a lot of plans for her. Initially, though, we'd like to do uh, day sails for uh, you know Anguilla tourists, uh, take, take people out to, say, Prickly Pear or Dog Island or some of these places, take them some snorkeling, feed them a great lunch, give them some beverages, and give them a great time sailing on a traditional wooden workboat and just let them experience Anguilla on the water and, and in a traditional way.
0: You also mentioned that maybe you could get together with some inns or hotels and put a package deal together.
3: That's one of the things we've been talking about. Uh, Obviously, you know, we're looking at different ways to to run our business, and one of the things we thought we'd do is perhaps, you know, partner up with different boutique hotels or small inns on different islands, such as Saba, St. Bart's, something like that, and do a day sale there, put guests up in a a, nice hotel, give them a little bit of luxury, because living here on deck at night is a little bit rough, but hey, if they like it rough, if they like the whole camping experience, this is what tradition is, Uh, certainly at night when we're sleeping out on deck. And then you let them experience that island and sail back. It's one of the ideas we've we've certainly been toying with.
0: Who would it be aimed at? People who want to sail on a traditional West Indian workboat or just the adventurers or people who are looking for something different, I guess really all three?
3: I think all three and and don't forget it's not just a traditional work boat but it's about pampering our guests as well and it's about making sure that they have a, an ultimate experience and certainly there's lots of, of boats out there. One comes to mind is the Friendship Rose out of, of Beckway, a traditional gaff rig schooner beautiful old boat and uh, takes guests out all the time to different islands uh, Tobago Keys and so on and I think that that's kind of you know the, the idea that we're following as well um, people like to go sailing and there's not a lot of opportunities certainly we have chocolate uh, as one of the boats here and they do a fine job of doing what they do and I just think that there's a market here for people who really like to spend a day go sailing enjoy the the wind in their hair and have a great experience aboard tradition and come back and be well taken care of on our boat and have a great sail.
0: Now you said you pamper them but if I came on board I'd be really upset if I didn't get to drive the boat or at least haul up the sails and have the whole experience so will you be allowing people to get hands-on
3: absolutely if you want to haul on some lines we will put you to work without question with guidance of course if you don't know what you're doing we're here to help you along but we want everybody to experience the experience we get to have every day but honestly if you want to sit back on the rail and drink a glass of champagne we're more than willing to and happy to allow you to do that as well so it's about you know whatever the guests want if the guests want to haul on some lines and and haul up a, a mainsail and you know use their strength and their brawn we're very happy to allow that i mean because we love sailing if you're not a big sailor we want to introduce a little bit of sailing to the lives of people that are coming on to anguilla
0: well you've got me hooked champagne traditional west indian workboat, and the blue caribbean sea it doesn't get better than that debbie we wish you well with this endeavor and let's hope lots of people come to anguilla and have this great experience that's on offer and thanks for sharing that with us And thanks for having me on board. It's been a wonderful day.
3: The pleasure has been ours, Gary. Thank you so much. Debbie Voss talking
0: about chartering the West Indian workboat tradition over there in Anguilla. Now, I must point out that that interview with Debbie was done quite a while ago. And since then, tradition has gone on to become one of the most popular and sought-after day charter boats, certainly in Anguilla, if not the Caribbean. It's now famous for weddings, amongst other things, and it has five stars from TripAdvisor. And if you would like more information about the boat and charters, then visit tradition-sailing.com or go to their Facebook page. That's tradition-sailing.com or go to their Facebook page. Thanks for listening to the Ocean Media Podcast brought to you with the support of All at Sea Magazine and Budget Marine Chandleries. Join me again next month when we'll take another look at what's happening in the Caribbean and the wider world of boats and sailing. Also, I hope to be interviewing an author about a nautical book that the magazine reviewed for their December edition. If you would like to get in touch about the podcast, then email oceanmedia.gb at gmail.com. That's oceanmedia.gb at gmail.com. Or go to my website, which is garyebrown.net. Until next month, safe sailing.